Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and we're producing this episode for Forbes, where I'm a contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing. And in that vein, we have with us a very special guest today. We have Ann Mosley, who's a vice president at the Aspen Institute, where she runs one of their leading uh, policy programs called Ascend. Anne, welcome to the show. Hi there. Great to be here. Thanks so much for having me, David. Well, the pleasure is all ours. We're, we're really grateful to you. So recently, the Aspen Institute, under your direction, published a new report about socially uh, about impact investing and I wonder if you would just give us an overview of that report absolutely yeah we had a fantastic session here at the Institute with more than a hundred leaders representing sort of the leading thinkers and doers from policy world government foundations and on-the-ground innovators It's fantastic um, really here to have a discussion and release the the bottom line it was a hard it was kind of a real go under the hood what's happening beyond the rhetoric and a lot of the great discussion around impact investing with a specific lens and goal about what are we learning and what are we doing in relationship to advancing economic mobility here in the U.S. And so this report really set out, um, there's been tremendous movement in the impact investing world. Um, it builds on a, a rich history from the social investment movement program-related investments, even like back to the faith-based investing that happened over hundreds of years ago. So um, building on that rich history, as you know, Devin, you've been covering this, we've seen um, really over the past three to five years this kind of robust burst. And so this report was a combination of a survey that targeted sort of the sort of 30 leading actors in a deep dive, be it from financial institutions and players like Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, to uh, large uh, foundations like um, MacArthur, Kellogg, Ford Foundation, and so forth, as well as some sort of community foundations and um, um, high-wealth individuals. We wanted to take a deep dive and get a landscape about sort of what were people learning, what were the best deals, what did the pipeline look like? We then also backed up this quantifiable data, which we did do in partnership. I should give a shout-out to the Georgetown McDonough School of Business through their social innovation lab. We partnered with them on the survey. But the other part of the richness was we have case studies, um, point of view pieces, and sort of snapshots of real deals um, that were contributed from the field. So this was really meant to be, okay, let's look at the landscape, let's get some stories, let's talk about what's working, what are we learning, and also where are some of the speed bumps. Well, these are really important concepts, and, and I think that one of the things that you observed in the report was that there were... Uh, you know, new money coming in, that there's a growing, growing tendency to see this kind of money coming in and that uh, that we're seeing uh, some real promising things. What are, I wonder if you can give us any examples of, of the way the money's being deployed to actually create the upward mobility that the Aspen Institute is all about. Yeah, I'll, I want to answer that question in two parts because, Devin, you raised a really important piece. First is generational shift and how people are thinking about their kind of values and their and their motivation and their money, we actually, it's been a sea change. 
And so whether you're looking at it from Surya Kohli from the Bank of America, who's leading their efforts there, um, his driving force is, I'm doing this because my clients are asking for it. So they're high net worth individuals are saying, we want this as an option for us in our investment opportunities. Um, we've seen it um, through data, both through social responsible investment movements, as well as impact investing, that the desire of the general public has shifted to saying, we'd actually like to see some mission be more connected to where our money is going. So I just, that's a really important change that I think is absolutely clear. It's here, and now what do we do with it? So to the second point of your question, what do we do with it? Um, it's, it's, it's translating into everything such as one example in Minnesota and the Midwest, the Midnight Foundation, a fantastic organization that is focused on issues from climate change to human services. Um, they have a, a board that for the first time has committed 25% of their entire assets to be put into impact investing. So a lot of times in the foundation world, foundations get, um, will, uh, they, by law, they deploy 5% of their total assets into grant making. What we're seeing is a new generation of trustees and philanthropic players saying, we want to go way above and beyond, so we're also unlocking a lot more of our capital but we're also bringing the impact investing lens. Other examples, um, um, I'll give sort of the, he the headline of it, and then we can go deeper if you'd like, but we're seeing some really incredible investments like in the field of early childhood. So just if you make the one, make the world a better place, we all know that education is probably one of the most important strategies to succeed. So if you're raising your kids, someone else's kids, like just a huge payoff at multiple levels. So. Um, what we know about investing earlier, there are new models coming up, and one specifically that we raised in the report called Ocelero, which is a for-profit um, operation, but their mission is this relentless focus on helping close the achievement gap for Head Start families. And so what that means is they are really saying for young children and low-income families, let's make sure we both get them the best early childhood experience it's also really work with their parents and their families so that they're kind of getting some of the economic stability, they're getting some of the best of what we know, but we're trying, they're trying to deliver it in a, with higher results, more efficiency, and also actually they're partnering with the Head Start field more broadly to share what they're learning, what their tools are. So that's just one where um, it was a little out of the box probably 10 years ago, but they have are really making an impact in how they're making um, making sure that the next generation has the best start from the get-go. Yeah, they, they are well regarded, and it's actually a, uh, a program I've heard a little bit about, and so it's exciting to see your connection with them. Uh, we did a, a little story about them some time ago. Glad to see they're still progressing. Uh, it is such a vitally important thing to get that early education. Great data on, on the importance of that uh, with for lifelong impact to get people off to a good start early. I, I wonder, Anne, if you would just take a minute and tell us why you find this personally important. Why do you care about this? That Certainly you have other options that you could be doing with your time, with your energy. Uh, why are you pursuing uh, these issues through the Aspen Institute and the Ascend effort? Um, thank you. Great question. Um, two answers, actually. One, um, uh, I think 
we wake up every day sort of with the headline of what are our efforts doing, whether it's coming from policy practice or the private sector, that is really helping um, build an intergenerational cycle of opportunity. For the first time in the United States, Americans across generation, across race, across class, don't think it's necessarily going to be better for the next generation. That's like a huge crushing sort of disruption in what has been the American spirit and psyche. And, um, and there's real reasons for that. And so as someone who's personally experienced being on different ends of the economic of the economic ladder, um, I, I can really relate to this personally. And I, I think ultimately um, everybody deserves a fair shot and we have to think about building these pathways. So bringing the, the um, really looking at all sectors for where the possible best learning and ideas is, I'm a curious person. And so I do think when impact investing, it challenges you. A lot of times if you're in the non-profit space, people say, well, how am I going to get a grant from the private sector? Well, that's an important question and very valid. However, the market presents an opportunity to think about scale in a very different way, both in terms of the numbers you can reach, the deployment of capital, so I've loved the idea of thinking about how do we think about scale and bring in fresh and new capital. The second thing which is interesting, I was reflecting upon this last night about, um, and this sort of puts it in a personal context, sometimes we all think do our actions really make a difference or matter. And um, as I'm sure you'll remember, basically just a little bit, one week um, a year to today, um, uh, Nelson Mandela passed. And um, I actually had the privilege of being at a globalization forum in South Africa at his passing. And um, I was uh, at Robben Island um, where he was um, imprisoned um, for many, many years. And uh, at Robben Island they have guards that have actually, or tour guides, who were actually prisoners, political prisoners at that time. And they walked you through the experience. It was obviously an amazing moment on this this. this this historic movement of this incredible leader passing, and um, they talked about the impact of the divesture movement. And you know, I remember being a younger person and how we had our boycotts, we had our sit-ins, and you know, you're a young student. What you know, does any of this matter? And to actually be talking to someone who had gone through this whole history in South Africa and said, just proactively. It mattered to us when you all made a statement about your money and your funding, and you said no to this regime, um, and it helped give us fuel at times when we thought we had no hope for democracy. And so, you know, that's sort of like a little bit out of the deal space, but I think it's really important for us to um, to remember, you know, money is money, and it's here and it's gone, and, and it's really, I, prof I truly believe it's, a, it's all about what difference it can make, and um, whether it's um, in expected and unexpected ways. Now, you know, I I have often said that money's only real value is the good you can do with it, and that, so I I hear exactly what you're saying. I think, and thank you for sharing that. Before you go, I want to ask one other question uh, to just leverage our opportunity to to have your insight. But you're doing so much, you've achieved so much in your life and career, and I wonder if you would share with our audience your insights on how to have more impact. And if you can just name one thing that people can do to increase their impact, because that's what I think our audience is all about. The one thing they share in common is a desire to have impact. What, what would you say? 
Um, that's a great question. I think it is uh, fundamentally it's to ask the right questions. And so when you're thinking about that, you start with either what is the problem you're trying to solve or what is the opportunity you're trying to rise to at the moment. And so defining that piece about what you're really trying to achieve and then who are some of the right players for that um, I think is a fantastic opportunity. In relationship to impact investing, that can translate into if you are someone thinking about your own personal money, talk to your personal get a money manager, <laughs> but be talking to whoever you're working with about how your money is being handled. Um, where is it going? How is it being invested? The second piece, if you're someone who's more on the ground already actively working, I do think there's new models of social impact bonds, pay for success that are cropping up across the country. Right now there's seven deals underway, um, ranging on everything from early childhood to dealing with employment models or breaking down reentry. Um, find some of those conversations. Um, in the report that we did, this was meant to be a primer for anybody. You could be an on-the-ground innovator looking to scale your solution. You could be an investor looking to put your toe in the water. You could be Bank of America saying, let's scale up, or the U.S. government. So we deliberately set it up in a way, and it's all online, but that you can get a quick primer on the issues, a quick look at some of the models, and then really connect to some of the examples or resources so it can get you on your way from wherever you sit. But everybody has the ability to make a difference even if it just starts with how am I investing or spending my money and making sure it, it, reaches, it meets your values and your motivations. Well, that's fantastic. Well, we really appreciate uh, the effort, the time you've taken today and the, the, the work you did to get this report out. I wonder if you would tell us again, how do we get the report? I, 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 for those who are watching this on Forbes, there's a link right in the Forbes article, but why don't you tell people how to find it online? Sure. The best way to go is to www.ascend.aspeninstitute.org. You can also go to, if you go this week, you can go to um, the Aspen Institute homepage and I'll sync you up. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. We wish you every success in your work, Anne. Thank you so much. It was my privilege. Thank you. All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devin hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.